Hello, friend. It's good to be with you. My name is Todd Martin, and I believe God has a message he wants you to hear right now. In fact, I believe that's why you're listening. My hope is that for the next few minutes, you'll be able to hear what God has to say to you today. Now, last Sunday was Easter, and I gave you the message that I gave to my church, Smithville Mennonite, that very morning, which really put me in a pickle. You see, I usually give you the sermon from the previous week, but God said, no, Todd, you need to give the radio listeners an Easter message on Easter Sunday. So that's what you got last Sunday. Then I started thinking, I left you hanging. Last week, as the message ended, if you recall, an angel said to Jesus' disciples, go to Galilee and you will see Jesus. Now, really, the whole purpose of our time together is so that you can catch a glimpse of Jesus. So how can I not get you over to that wonderful moment when Jesus revealed himself to his disciples? Let's go there now. Open your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 21 for our message today titled, Breakfast on the Beach. Again, our message for today is titled, Breakfast on the Beach. Now, if you're listening and you have no Bible, you need to know that I want to get you one. At the end of this message, I will tell you how to reach me and perhaps get a few other wonderful things we have to offer. So stick around until the end of the message. By now, you should be in the Gospel of John chapter 21, or at least able to listen up as we hear the Word of God. Let me pray with you before I read. O Lord, may your words speak to us and your Spirit fill us, and that you would keep me out of the way and say what you need to say to us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. From the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, also known as Sea of Galilee. And in this way, he showed himself Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Canaan in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, We are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Now here we have a fairly funny situation for us to see, but not for them to experience. At this point, Jesus' disciples had not seen him. Oh, they had heard that he had risen, but talk is cheap, and a man's got to eat. These were hard-working fishermen who had left their boats to follow Jesus, but now Jesus was gone. What do you do when God lets you down, or it seems that he has left you alone? 
Do you say what Peter says? <laughs> I'm going fishing. Do you return to business as usual? You get on with your life, right? Right now, you may be listening to this message thinking, you know, I tried following God and it worked for a while, but now it's not. God seems to have left the building. So you just go back to doing what comes naturally. This was Peter. But then, just look at the rest of verse 3. That night, they caught nothing. I wonder how many fishermen are listening this morning. Now, I'm no fisherman, but I know a few serious fishermen. These guys are more like fish whisperers than anything. When they fish, they catch fish. That's why they get in the boat. Now, most of the time they catch something. That's why they keep fishing. But I've known a few times that they've caught nothing. And they are rarely happy about that. Though I've heard the old saying, a bad day of fishing is still better than a good day of work. Think about Peter and his friends. These guys fished all night for nothing. You see... Under the deep waters of the sea that night, something was going on. God was at work, saving up some fish for later. You see, God had a different plan than for Peter and the boys to just go back to the old ways and the old days of fishing. Is that you? Are you frustrated that your plans aren't working out? That you too have been fishing all night and caught nothing? The business isn't working. Relationships aren't flourishing. Whatever plan B is, you're not catching anything. Friend, what if God is saving up the catch for when you turn back to him, when you are obedient to him again. What if God is working under the water right now in your life, just like he was in Peter's life that night? Let's see what happens next. Verse 4 of chapter 21. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. Now just a quick textual time out here. They have no food. But what food do they really need? Is Jesus really asking them if they have fish? I think he's asking for more. The will of God, the love and forgiveness of Jesus, that's the food they really need. You see, Peter led his men on a fishless trip without Jesus. Again, are you catching nothing? Oh friend, listen to verse 6. And then he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. 
So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. I love that Jesus' sum in verse 6, just look at that word, sum, was more than enough. He said, you'll find some. That's almost funny. Jesus was the real Aquaman. He commanded the fish. The scene is a repeat of Peter's original calling. If you go back to Luke 5, it's like deja vu, big catch, part two. Now, I'm just going to say at this point, if you haven't seen the Chosen uh, series, it's a, it's a series of episodes that you can watch online or I can send you a DVD. You simply must see this scene when the first big catch happened. It's in episode four. This miracle is captured so powerfully that there was no doubt in Peter's mind that he was in the presence of God. And now it happened again. In all seriousness, I do have a few copies of the Chosen DVDs left. If you let me know you want one, I will see that you get one. Here's the point of the whole sermon. And if you want to write this down, you can. Jesus will give us all we need and more. And he always will. Jesus will give us all we need and more. And he always will. Now here's the great part for Peter that day. He got exactly what he wanted, but so much more than he needed. Why? To prove a simple point. Jesus will help you be better at what he wants you to do than you could ever be on your own. Let me say that one more time. Jesus will help you be better at what he wants you to do than you could ever be on your own. Jesus is letting old Peter know, fish with me and you'll be king of the fishermen. But Peter knew there was more Jesus had called him to. And that's why he was ready to hear that calling again. Are you? Perhaps Jesus wants you to be the very best fisherman he can make you to be. And that's great. If that's what he's calling you to do, do it with great success. I've seen many godly businessmen do exactly that and be richly blessed and then be a powerful blessing to others and to the church. Be a fisherman for Jesus if that's what he calls you to. But there may be more that he's calling you to. Let's continue. In verse 7 of chapter 21 in the Gospel of John. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish. Then, as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, with fish laid on it and bread. 
Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have caught. Jesus had breakfast ready. He had already caught, cleaned, and cooked what they needed. I want you to think about that. Jesus asked them if they had any food as he was smelling fresh fish on the fire. That's a picture of God you need to catch right now. God already has what you need waiting for you. He's just waiting for you to listen, be obedient, and then seek him with all your heart. This glimpse of Peter is one we need to see and ask ourselves, am I listening to God? Am I in the word? Am I in worship? And Am I in church? Good job listening to this broadcast. You're listening. But then comes the hard part. Being obedient. In other words, doing what Jesus tells us to, even when it seems crazy. For Peter to throw that net in and be obedient to what Jesus told him probably seemed crazy in his mind. But he did it anyway. I have three teenage sons. And from day one, my wife and I have tried to teach them to be obedient. Why? Because a child that learns to be obedient to their earthly father has a much better chance of being obedient to their heavenly father. I'm sure Peter didn't want to throw that net in one more time. And after getting nothing all night, he did it anyway. And what a catch. Maybe you too are exhausted doing what you are doing. Would you stop for a moment and listen to Jesus? Would you do what he tells you to do the way he tells you to do it? Oh my. What could be waiting just under the water for you? I can only imagine the blessings God could have waiting for you. But then the result was what? (laughs) Did Peter head straight to the market? Did he turn the boat uh, towards shore so he could get to the wharf, so he could unload all the fish and sell them? Did he say, well, boys, aren't we lucky? Look at this big catch we got. We're rich. And leave Jesus on the shore? No way. Peter jumped out of the boat. He swam to Jesus. Friend, you need to know, obedience that leads to blessing should draw you humbly and immediately to Jesus. I'm going to say that one more time. Obedience that leads to blessings should draw you humbly and immediately to Jesus. Let's finish up with verse 11 from chapter 21 in the Gospel of John. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the nets were not broken. 
Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of them, none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord, Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. You know, there's something beautiful here. Jesus has blessed these fishermen with more fish than they imagined just moments before, only to have them arrive with Jesus having fish already on the grill. Picture Peter standing there, dripping wet, exhausted from a fast swim. You know, 200 cubits is 100 yards, and I know you can run that pretty fast, but just try swimming it. He also had no sleep all night. What do you think Peter needed at that moment? You're right. A hot meal ready to eat. And there it was. By the way, these fish were caught, cleaned, and cooked. For the man who betrayed Jesus three times. Imagine Peter, standing there soaking in his shame, emotionally exhausted from the anxiety of betraying the Son of God, and he probably hasn't rested in days. This is probably why he wanted to fish all night. Have you ever been there? You can't sleep, so you say, I might as well get up and go do something. That was Peter. Maybe that's you right now. You may feel like you're a mess. You're cold, tired. Maybe you're even wet. I don't know. But either way, by the reading of God's word right now, you find yourself standing before Jesus right now. You wonder what he'll say to you. He knows everything you've done. But he also knows there's been a small act of obedience just by listening to this message for 20-some minutes. Friend, I hope in a very real way, perhaps you can get a whiff of hot food ready and waiting for you, prepared by God. And then instead of God yelling at you for all you've done wrong, all you've messed up, he looks up at you and says, Come and eat breakfast. Oh, that we too would know Jesus welcomes us into fellowship with him even today. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I know there's someone out there listening right now who feels alone. Like they've let you down and everyone else. And perhaps it was even a sleepless night that they've just endured. Would you let them know that breakfast is ready? And I don't just mean what's to eat, but the real comfort and love that we can feel from being in your presence. Oh Lord, before the next country song comes on, would you touch someone 
with your love and let them know that they are not alone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to this message. And as I promised, I want to give you my contact information. If you want a Bible, or if you want one of those chosen DVDs, or if you just want someone to pray with you, let me know by calling our church, Smithville Mennonite, at 330-669-3601. Again, that number is 330-669-3601. You can also find us on the internet if you just Google Smithville Mennonite Church, or you can go to our website, smc585.org. You can find us uh, our website has tons of information about our church. Or, if this message has been a blessing, let me know and we'll make sure that they keep coming to you. Or better yet, you can come to us. Worship at Smithville Mennonite is every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And I'd love to have you join us. Now, I'll leave you with a blessing and a song by Rhonda Vincent called Fishers of Men. For those who want a little bit of bluegrass gospel, here it is. This is a live recording, so it's a little rough, but I think it's genuinely beautiful. Now, may God bless you and keep you, and may he make, may he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me.
saying, Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus bore the cross together and lost. Oh, what a mighty cause to set us free from sin. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Yeah.